The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today's the day, election day. The day we've been uh, looking forward to or dreading, depending upon where you're coming from, uh, for a very, very, very long time. It seems like forever. I don't know if you can remember a time. It's hard to remember a time when we weren't talking about the election and, and arguing about the election and getting nauseous about the election. I mean, people, seriously, people have been getting sick. Uh, psychologically sick, anxious, depressed, um, all kinds of psychological symptoms, and as well as physical symptoms, really nauseous, headaches, um, you know, ulcers, high blood pressure, uh, heart attacks. It, it really is happening. And um, so in that sense, it's good that it's today, but in another sense, um, you know, today's show is called Election Day. It isn't over till the fat lady sings. That's going to be one of the things I'm going to be talking about with my guest today, who is Jennifer Burke. She's the editor-in-chief of Politistic, um, and, uh, which is a, a very well, um, very well thought of conservative website. Um, I'll give you more of her qualifications in a minute so that you can, you know, she comes, she comes very well qualified to be talking about the things that she's going to be talking about. And, um, you know, full disclosure, I am, you know, I, I had, if you were listening last week to last week's show, I said that I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about this week on election day because I didn't know if I was going to talk about the election or try to, you know, pick a fun topic to distract you or um, something. But I, uh, in full disclosure, I decided to um, talk about the election and in an effort, uh, a last-ditch effort, uh, for those people who, uh, who are undecided voters who are listening and who haven't voted yet, um, that maybe you will hear something that we talk about today that will push you over the edge and get you to finally realize that um, Trump is the only sane choice. Yes, 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 I am a pro-Trump has been. <laughs> if you've been listening to this show, for, you know, for the time since the election started or the primary started, you certainly have no doubt about that. Um, have had lots of people on talking about written books, who've had all kinds of qualifications, who have revealed things um, 
about Hillary. You know, I've had lots of the women on who Bill Clinton uh, sexually attacked. Uh, just lots of people um, talking pro-Trump and really bringing out some shady things about Hillary. And certainly I've been talking a lot about uh, her medical problems, and that's one of the, you know, everybody seems to be in such incredible denial about that. But we're going to talk about this, but I just wanted you to know, um, <laughs> heads up, if you don't want to hear anything more about Trump or anything, uh, why you shouldn't have, shouldn't have voted for Hillary if you did, then um, don't listen. But it's going to be a great show, and you really kind of need to know these things because, quite frankly, you know, uh, it's, it isn't over till the fat lady sings. And I don't think, even if it turns out, which, if all the rigging, rigging <laughs> comes through, it will turn out that Hillary wins, um, it, 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 not, it, it is not a shoe-in, it's not definite, that Trump is going to, I doubt he's going to concede unless it is incredibly uh, by a landslide that Hillary wins and, and all the polls so far are showing them pretty neck and neck. So, you know, th- it isn't over till the fat lady sings. And, <laughs> you know, I guess the question is, is the fat lady Trump or Hillary? <laughs> we won't go there. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you the wonderful qualifications of my guest before she starts to, to speak. Um, she's going to be talking about some of the things that are really going to shock you. If you have voted and you don't live in a state where you can still change your vote, you might well be sorry um, because she's going to be talking about some things about President Obama, what he's incredibly, some, something that he said on, on tape, on video, um, a whole bunch of different things. But let me give you her qualifications. She's co-founder of Politistic and the editor-in-chief. She's also a graduate of Texas A&M University a certified teacher with 12 years' experience in the classroom. She attended the very first modern-day Tea Party rally in the country and from there emerged as a powerful speaker and writer within the movement. She was selected to be a member of the second graduating class of the Jennifer Dunn Leadership Institute, um, a program which identified future conservative leaders. She's worked as the National Outreach Director for one of the largest conservative groups in the country and served as managing editor and writer for what quickly grew to become one of the top 15 conservative sites in the country. So this is a very passionate woman. She has worked very hard to um, tell people what she believed in, believes in, and um, has the credentials to back it up. So I went through all of that because, um, you know, so it isn't so easy to try to discard what she has to say if you don't agree with her. Well, Jennifer, with that, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. You're very welcome. Um, uh, Where shall we start? Uh, Well, let's start, I mean, why don't we start with... Is there a particular reaction you had to anything that I said? Uh, no, you know, it's, I've, I've been asked so many times over the last week, especially, you know, what do I think is going to happen? Yeah. I think it's anybody's guess what's, what's going to happen. I mean, who, who knows? I just, I really, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's amazing to me that, um, that Hillary Clinton even has the gall to run for president. I, I firmly think she ran for president to try to evade uh, consequences <laughs> for her actions. She she keeps saying, I, I accept consequences for my actions, but there have been none. 
So, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very sad testimony to the Democrat Party that, you know, she's been investigated by the FBI twice, caught lying numerous times. It's, it's a sad state of affairs in, in America today. Yes, absolutely. I mean, of course, I mean, I haven't, you know, I certainly haven't given up hope. You know, you've got to give, for one thing, no matter who you were planning on voting for, I'm talking to my listeners, um, you've got to give Trump credit for hanging in there. He has had everybody against him even members of his own party, which I think is shameful. Um, you know, and Mitt Romney, who was sour grapes early on, you know, he was deciding whether or not to run, and he decided not to run, and then he regretted it and had sour grapes and spoke against Trump. But, I mean, the media, 90, what, 99%, 95% of the media has been against him and publishing very unfair things while, meanwhile, ignoring all the glaring problems with Hillary and, um, and, of course, you know, just the, you know, the Democrats versus the Republicans. But it's amazing how he has hung in there. And, um, and so I haven't, I haven't uh, counted him out. I mean, certainly that's what I'm hoping for. But, um, you know, hoping that he'll win. But, but I'm just, I'm just kind of getting worried about the whole thing. Well, let's talk well, about some of these unbelievable, outrageous things that, have, that are happening as we speak, um, notably President Obama and what he is saying about illegal aliens. Yeah, it's, it's really quite disturbing. This interview President Obama did with this actress, I guess, named Gina Rodriguez, and she asked him, many of the millennial dreamers, undocumented citizens, I guess she needs to pull out a dictionary to be reminded of what an actual citizen is. She says she calls them citizens because they contribute to the country, but they are fearful of voting. So if they vote, she said, if I vote, will immigration know where I live and will they come from my family and deport us? And Obama told her not true. And because when you vote, you are a citizen. So voting makes you a citizen. Uttered yes, from I mean, the word I mean, from the mouth of the President of the United States. And uh, he also said it's a, it's a sacred thing. You know, no one, no one finds out, you know, how you voted or, or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, so the Democrats have spent months upon months saying voter uh, fraud isn't a real thing. And yet the President of the United States is saying, yeah, illegals, it's okay. You can vote. You know, you're a citizen if you vote. It doesn't matter. I actually had a friend uh, who lives in California relay a situation to me that she experienced of... Um, Numerous cars. It wasn't just one car. Numerous cars. She was she was sign waving. Um, she wasn't holding Trump signs. She was holding local uh, local candidate signs. But and this uh, many people started yelling at them that they were illegal. They were crossing the border to vote. Oh wow! And they were all they were voting for Hillary. So, so wait, I mean, so they really were illegals or? They, they said were, that's what they told them. That's what they were yelling for their car, and they had T-shirts that said "Criminals for Hillary." <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like you would think it's a television show and and made up. She was actually incredibly disturbed by the entire situation. Wow. That I mean, and 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 they were get, being allowed in to vote. Is that what you're saying? She, they were yelling at them that they were that they were voting and they were going to vote for Hillary. You know, California has such a lackadaisical uh, system when it comes to getting a driver's license. 
which is why Arizona doesn't accept, at least last I heard, doesn't accept California driver's licenses because their process for getting a license isn't, isn't clean enough to ensure that that person is, is uh, eligible to have a license, you know, actually an American citizen. Yeah. So, it's, from what I understand, it's quite easy for illegals to get driver's licenses in California. And from there, I mean, you can look. I heard a story, uh, I think it was out of Washington State, um, a guy who is a, I think he's a legal resident, but he doesn't have voting rights. He's not a citizen. So, whatever his status is, he isn't in the country illegally, but he does not have the right to vote, yet he did. Uh, the, the, the terrorists up in, uh, up in northern Washington state had voted in three elections, even though <laughs> he should not, based upon his, uh, status, um, resident status, had not, should not have been able to vote. Well, and what about all the thousands of illegal aliens that Hillary and Obama let cross into this country for the purpose of voting? Yeah, you know, and what about, too, just even setting aside illegals, what about the, what was it, 60,000 felons that, uh, that Terry McAuliffe has restored voting rights to using a, a, a digital signature to try to get it done quickly because he wanted to give it to all 300,000 felons in his state? But um, it's, just, it's, it's like they just want to change the laws because they know what Democrats do is they, they feed off of a group of people, they make them to believe that they're victims, and that they need big government and Democrats to stick up for them, uh, when in actuality they're just, they're just using all of them. Uh, they, they have their way with, the, with, with blacks, and for all the listeners out there, I'm a black conservative woman. They've had their way with blacks, they feel content, oh, we're going to get 92, 95% of black votes, okay, let's move on from them. And let's go ahead and move on to uh, illegals who statistics show that um, amnesty would take away jobs from blacks. But you know what? Democrats already feel like they have blacks in their pockets. So who cares? That's how they see uh-huh. it. And, and uh-huh. Hillary Clinton's experience of evading uh, any kind of consequence from the justice system based upon the numerous illegal things that she's done actually proves the Democrat point that uh, the justice system is rigged. And if you're rich and white, you can get away with things. And I mm-hmm. wish more people would, would see through that. Uh, a guy is sitting in a prison cell because he took six pictures in a submarine. Yet Hillary Clinton um, gets away scot-free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, and this whole thing has been a sham um, of, of them... Uh, looking into the new emails and not finding anything. I mean, for a, for a minute, when the FBI director said we found these new emails, I mean, I, I thought and I've said that I expected the emails on Anthony Weiner's computer to be the most damaging emails because I figured that uh, Huma Abedin would have put the most damaging ones on his computer to hide them in case people... You know, well, in case people were supposed to be looking at her computers and uh, digital products and all that, and that uh, she put them on his computer to hide them, which I, I still, you know, I still believe that, and I, I think that um, for them to now say that there was nothing new in these new emails that would make them change their mind to indict her when they haven't even 
they haven't even called a grand jury. I mean, lots of people have been speaking out. I'm sure you were one of them, um, speaking out about how they, did, in the first place, they didn't go about the investigation in the right way that they're supposed to go about an investigation. And then this, this uh, speech by the FBI director saying, oh, now we're going to look again, and then coming out with, oh, well, there was nothing new. It was just, it was just a whole sham, or he, you know, he... I, it's hard to. Uh, there's so much going on. It's hard to know what happened. Whether he really stood up and was going to um, do the right thing, and then whether he got pressured into backing down, or what the story is. But I know that there's all kinds of dissension in the FBI. Th- these emails had been found earlier in the month, and they didn't even tell him about it. I mean, it's hard to know who to believe and what to believe. Right, and I, I don't, I don't believe that the FBI could have even combed through six hundred and fifty thousand emails in that, in that short a period of time. I mean, right. uh, the, the, it was the decision was made. The Department of Justice blocked, time, blocked over and over again the FBI from actually doing a, a thorough investigation. No one will ever lead me to believe that uh, that Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch were simply talking about their grandchildren. Right. That they that Bill left his private plane to go on to her private plane, demanded that no pictures be taken, and that people be without a, without outside of earshot, and they're just talking about their grandchildren and catching up because they're old friends. No, right. it's, it's, everything is just all way, way too convenient. It's really based upon what everything that's going on with Hillary and, and all the lies. You know, she claims that she, she has always handled uh, national security, taken it seriously, and handled classified information so, so carefully that if she's reading something classified outside, she makes sure, she makes sure she's under a, a covered awning of some sort so no one can see overhead. And then we find out that she had her housekeeper have, uh, she had classified materials forwarded to her housekeeper and had her housekeeper print them out. And beyond that, she uh, gave her housekeeper access to a room which contained a fax machine that received things like the daily presidential briefings that contained uh, very sensitive material. Yet we're supposed to believe that she took great care when it came to national security. And it's really the, no wonder people don't trust the government based upon everything Hillary Clinton has gotten away with. And the housekeeper was an illegal immigrant. I'm not sure if she was illegal. I know she's from the Philippines. Or okay, maybe not illegal, but an immigrant. I mean, from 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 another country where you know, um, yeah, she probably wouldn't have an, an illegal. One would hope. Although I don't know, I think she thinks she can get away with anything, really. Oh, at this point, the Clintons do think they can get away with anything because they have. Yeah, they've gotten away with. I was telling someone the other day that the whole Whitewater thing should have destroyed their careers decades ago, and and it didn't because people always uh, make it, make excuses for them. Yes. I mean, the Clinton Foundation, I don't know how many times wait. I heard, oh, they, but they do good work, they do good work. Yes, well, now wait, it turns let me, let me out they spent you, millions Jennifer. on Chelsea's uh, wedding. Jennifer, let me uh, interrupt you there because we need to take a break, but we'll go back to this. My guest is Jennifer Burke. She's the editor-in-chief of Politistic, and that's um, politistic.com is the website. And uh, we're talking about the election, of course, on election day. It isn't over till the fat lady sings. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask 
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Don't write yourself and welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about election day. It isn't over till the fat lady sings. Yes, of course, making a uh, an obvious attempt to try to collect, to convert any of you out there who are still undecided voters and who haven't voted to think again and to um, go to the polls and vote for Trump. Um, isn't it nice to you know? It's so nice to be able to. Um, to be able to just say, you know, say exactly um, what I think instead of trying to be a mainstream um, media person who is trying to pretend to be fair and balanced and, and is really totally pro-Hillary and, and um, em- emphasizing all the horrible things they can find out about Trump. Um, I just want to say one of the things that is making people, not just the, for the people who don't want to vote for Trump, um, it, it's not just that they disagree with his, his I, I don't know how you can disagree with his stance on some of the issues, but in any case, it's more a personal kind of thing. It's so interesting. It's like, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with change. People are, it's anybody, not just in an election, in life, people are afraid of change. And that is what Trump brings. And that in itself, from the very beginning, um, was what scared people. And, of course, the fact that with terrorism um, knocking on our doors, or not even knocking, just going through, the, uh, through all the uh, gaps in our borders, um, you know, this is something, we need change. We need, we need the country to be a lot uh, stronger and safer. And, um, and yet that is one of the things against him, that, oh, my God, you know, he wants to do this, and he wants to upset Washington. Oh, dear. 
So anyhow, my guest is Jennifer Burke. She's the editor-in-chief of Politistic, which comes from, I was asking her during the break, comes from Speak Softly and Carry a Big Stick. Before the break, uh, she was beginning to talk about the... the Clinton uh, Foundation and some of the sneaky things that they've been doing there. So why don't you continue back with that? Yeah, the, the Clinton Foundation. I don't know how many times I've heard uh, leftist pundits argue on national television that the Clinton Foundation does good work. I think I even heard someone once say the claim that 90% of the money they raise goes to charity, which is not what I've read. I've read that it's about 5 to 8 to 8%. Um, actually goes goes to charity. I mean, we all know about the you know the Clinton Foundation and the money raised for Haiti after the earthquake, and then the money didn't actually even go to uh, build the houses like it was supposed to, but instead built a factory way far away from this area that helped mm. um, pad the pockets of their friends. They had a friend who was actually in federal prison who made $10 million off the deal. Mm. But in the WikiLeaks uh, emails, which the Democrats love to demonize as the Russians trying to influence elections because they don't like what's coming out in them. It turns out that the Clinton Foundation paid for Chelsea Clinton's elaborate multi-million dollar wedding. Hmm. And uh, someone else was complaining how Chelsea had been using the, the foundation to uh, fund her, her lavish lifestyle. And we also learned just at the end of last week, I believe that Chelsea Clinton's husband, who's actually a hedge fund manager, you know, the, 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 the hedge fund managers that are typically demonized by the left, even though many of them are married to them, um, use the Clinton Foundation to uh, promote and, and, and to bolster his hedge, his hedge fund. So, I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's, well, you know, it's I absolutely terrible. Uh, and I have, I've heard very few people talk about uh, the Clinton Foundation, who we've, you know, been told over and over again it does great work, talk about that, talk about the... Um, uh, Bill Clinton and his personal wealth uh, really being worked on by his aides within the Clinton Foundation. Uh, if nothing comes of the investigation into the Clinton Foundation, there really is no justice in this country. Because I'm sure other uh, supposed nonprofits have come down for less. We also learned that it's actually run more as a political organization, not as a nonprofit. Well, you know, uh, I had an interesting experience. Um, I, last year, I don't remember exact whatever month it was that the Clinton Foundation had their annual meeting in New York, I had on a couple of people who were doing projects for the Clinton Foundation, um, and or not, not necessarily for, but in connection with. Um, and they, you know, they were doing very good projects. But so uh, this year I got a call from... Um, one of the publicists working on the annual meeting, trying to get more people on uh, my show. And unfortunately, and I would have had them back on, but unfortunately it was, you know, she was calling me kind of late in the game. But um, the interesting thing was that she said, you know, I really would like to do this, get some people on, because there isn't going to be a foundation next year. Now, this was a while ago. And um, before, think, before it actually came out in the media that um, the, the foundation was closing. So, like, they were sure, in other words, back some months that, um, that Hillary, in their mind, that Hillary was going to get in and Bill wasn't going to have time or wasn't going to be able to because of conflict of interest or whatever it was, wasn't, or because they were going to be investigated, wasn't going to be running the Clinton Foundation anymore. 
yeah. Who knows? I mean, it, it should have been, they should have shot it down when Hillary became Secretary of State because uh, there was right for a conflict of interest there. Hillary promised there wouldn't be, promised any donations, uh, any changes in donations would be reported, that there, you know, you could, there would just be no blending between the State Department and the Clinton Foundation at all, and, and that's just all not, hasn't been true. Bill speaking fees went up tremendously after Hillary became Secretary of State. And then you had nations like Qatar and Algeria um, donating massive amounts of money to the Clinton Foundation while she was Secretary of State, people getting uh, key seats and key tables at State Department events after they donated to the Clinton Foundation. It's, it, it really is astonishing. And then that now here she is, once again, having Democrats... Um, make excuses for her and can continue to push. I, 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 for the life of me, have no idea why they have the Clintons on such a pedestal. But will it be around? There's even been leftist, leftist uh, news outlets that have called for them to shut it down. The Huffington Post called for the Clinton Foundation to be shut down. Hmm. And also, um, they haven't been reporting, disclosing some of the foreign donations. No. No, they, they haven't. They said they would, and they haven't. Uh, when, when it, I mean, governments that, I, I'm shocked that she even took money from. I mean, how can mm-hmm. she say that she's a, a champion for women when she takes massive amounts of money from governments that treat women horribly? And she never reported it. She didn't report it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the, the difference between... This Clinton Foundation investigation and email gate is that it's uh, FBI agencies in numerous cities are actually looking into the Clinton Foundation. Mm. Um, the Justice Department is, of course, once again trying to block for the Clintons. You know, it's, uh, it, it shows you that, that the Attorney General for the United States is supposed to be the top lawyer of the land is supposed to be, you know, the attorney for the country when really what it's been ever since Eric Holder is they are uh, racial activists, for one, who are the personal attorney of Barack Obama yes. and does his bidding. Yes. And that's one of the reasons that, that they are um, blocking, you know, Hillary. It, it, when it came out that Obama was communicating with Hillary via that email server that he claimed he knew nothing about using an alias email address, it was no wonder that the Department of Justice worked so hard to squash it because uh, what in the world were the President of the United States and his Secretary of State talking about in that? And and could there be something in regards to the Obamas? I can only imagine the foundation the Obamas are going to set up when when uh, <laughs> when when he leaves office. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yes, you know, what could there be in those emails that would be incredibly embarrassing at, at best, uh, if not impeachment-worthy for the mm-hmm. president? I know. Yeah. You know, all of this is so upsetting. It's, it goes so far beyond um, who wins tonight, if there is a clear winner. But it goes so far beyond that, which is why people are having uh, election stress. It's not really just about, you know, wanting your candidate to win. It's about so many things coming out in this election that are showing us 
that these things that we believed in, you know, when we were kids going to school, and I'm sure, what, what grade did you teach when you were a teacher? I taught fifth through eighth grade. Okay. So you must have taught your students all kinds of good things about the American government and checks and balances and the Justice Department and the FBI and all of this good stuff. And, and you know, I mean, I remember being in those grades and, and being uh, innocent and, and believing all this. And, and nobody wants to, now we're all adults, I mean, now people who are adults um, are seeing that that isn't exactly the way we were taught in, in elementary school. Well... I think it's. I think the, the way things are taught now has changed dramatically. I mean, I was. Well, yeah. The other day, I was talking to someone, and I said, "People, far too many people in America today really believe that the way our system of government works is that the president tells Congress what he wants done, and Congress does it, and then that Congress's only job is to be a yes man for the president and do whatever he wants." It's mm-hmm. like, I remember when I was little, you watched that, that schoolhouse rocks, I'm just a bill, and it shows you how the process of a bill worked, you know, every step of the way, and how Congress could still block, you know, block something, even if the, the president vetoed it. But it's like people, even my age, have forgotten that. They really, because Obama constantly would go on to television and accuse the, you know, Republicans of, of stonewalling and and trying to sabotage things and everything and people. And I would have people say, well, what is he supposed to do? Of course he's going to do an executive order. What is he supposed to do? Congress won't do what he wants. Mm. It's not Congress's job to do what he wants <laughs> at all. Yes. It's, like it's not Loretta Lynch's job or Eric Holder's job to do what he wants. Yes. But, but that's exactly what they did. Yes, yes, exactly. And, um, I mean, you know, that's, of course the scariest thing, and that's kind of behind um, at least part of one of the, some of the reasons why the election might come out for Hillary, um, that the same people behind Obama who got him into office, you know, the behind the scenes putting in tons and tons of money, are just trying to run the country and have run the country through Obama as a puppet. And um, and want to want to try to do the same thing with Hillary. Yeah, Valerie Jarrett. The fact that Valerie Jarrett, an unelected, uh, you know, individual advisor to the president, has that has as much influence over Barack Obama as she does, and into you know the, the fact that Obama has has set up all these uh, bureaucracies that uh, unelected bureaucrats who are writing and passing laws to circumvent Congress. That should disturb everybody. I mean, I don't recall all that happening in the George Bush uh, administration at all, that he had, you know, somebody that he basically cleared everything with. And you notice you haven't, we haven't, we don't hear as much about Valerie Jarrett as we did in the beginning. It's like she's even, even more behind the scenes than she used to be, to, to where she's out of sight, but still having a major impact. Well, let's um, start to talk about um, what you think is going to happen on um, election night. We'll do it, I mean, you know, as far as who's going to win and then what's going to happen with the country. We'll look at it both ways, um, if Trump wins and if Hillary wins. So um, I'm kind of hesitant. We're going to have to take a break in a minute. Perhaps uh, Perhaps we can do that a little early. Um, 
We'll take a break now, a little early, and then we'll talk about what is going to happen because we're talking today about Election Day. It isn't over till the fat lady sings, and that might not be tonight. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talking with you today about Election Day. It isn't over till the fat lady sings. We're on Election Day. It's just uh, ballots have already <laughs> been begun being counted. My guest is Jennifer Burke. She's the editor-in-chief of Politistic, uh, and, and the website is politistic.com, which is P-O-L-I-T-I-Stick, S-T-I-C-K.com. Um, we're going to imagine for you two scenarios uh, that could happen tonight. Uh, or by tomorrow morning, <laughs> um, and that is we'll talk first about what if Hillary wins and then what if Trump wins. So, Jennifer, what do you think is going to happen if Hillary wins? Well, if Hillary wins, uh, I think Obama will probably pardon her so that she couldn't face the possibility of impeachment for any of her crimes against America oh, that she's uh, committed. I mean, I, I think that's one thing that will happen. Um, hmm. Now, that's I think an interesting she'll... thought. I mean, because because um, I was going to say that that certainly she would be I- impeachment is going to start whenever it can start. Yeah, but, I, I uh, wonder if Obama will try to do something to try to block that because with this pending FBI investigation into the Clinton Foundation, uh, and that's been the question: Can he pardon her before there's a ruling that comes down? I'm sure he will look for any and every loophole 
do whatever he can to continue to protect Hillary Clinton, not because they like each other, but just right. because, you know, they're both products of Saul Lindsay, and they, uh, it, he, she, he believes that she'll, uh, you know, continue with, with his um, third, third um, term in office. I mean, Hillary Care, you know, the, we, we got Obamacare when she couldn't get Hillary Care passed. Will she um, push for single payer? You know, which is what the the left wanted ultimately all along. Which is, I mean, you see insurance companies shutting down because they can't afford these hundreds of millions of dollars of losses that they're experiencing, and mm-hmm. uh, the people who are uh, who, who are seeing their rates go up. It's not a handful of people, like Obama said. It's it's two point two million people who are seeing their their rates go up due to the disaster of Obamacare slash Hillary Care. And she claims she wants to be the president of everybody, but she already declared months ago that uh, Republicans are a greater uh, enemy to her than ISIS is. So mm-hmm. I'm amazed yeah. that she's getting away with that line of "I'm going to be president of everybody, regardless of whether you vote for me." I just I don't I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she'll feel a lot of push a, a lot of pushback, even if she does win, because um, I don't think that a lot of people on the left. I mean, when you have Susan Sarandon. I know, you know, the actress who's, mm-hmm. uh, who's been a, a political activist for a long time speaking against the Democrat nominee, um, it's, it's pretty surprising because she she's, was a Bernie supporter, and a lot of Bernie supporters are shocked that Bernie ended up uh, supporting Hillary, yeah. not because of anything she said or did to him, but because he talked about, uh, you know, the establishment and... Corruption in politics. I mean, everything he talked about, Hillary Clinton embodied, and he would yeah. say that himself. Then all of a sudden, he turns around and and endorses her. And after the things he pointed out about her her corruption and connections to the establishment and politics of yesterday, it's uh, a lot of Bernie supporters just haven't been happy with that that decision. One guy was actually escorted off um, the stage who was at a Hillary rally after he started talking against Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I know. He really, Bernie Sanders really sold out. That was kind of shocking. I mean, obviously, he must have gotten some promise from her, some prize. Some... Oh, there, there was. They actually had an agreement not to badmouth one another, which is why Bernie desperately tried to um, uh, get people to stop talking about the email. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but shortly after the DNC... Um, Bernie Sanders bought his third home, a $600,000 vacation home. You know, where does a <laughs> socialist who's been in government since the 40s get that kind of money? Wow. Yes, there was obviously something. But, but in addition to money, I think, you know, she must have promised him some kind of position. Yeah, who knows? I, I, I really, really wonder. I, I mean, you know, when you look at... Um, and that was, the, I think there were, there were some commercials like this, uh, not enough, obviously, but uh, there were some commercials showing, you know, Michelle Obama and uh, President Obama, you know, are, are on, the, on the campaign trail for her, which I don't know. He was, I mean, who's, who's running this country? He's been on the, right? he's been on the campaign trail <laughs> and the golf course. You know, that's and then he'll it. take a vacation from campaigning yeah. when he's done. Yeah, yeah that's, that's because, what I'm saying. That's because that's he's exhausted, who's running right. the country. Right. Uh, and, and I <laughs> wish they would have shown Michelle Obama saying in 2008, how can you run the White House when you can't run your own house? Yes. Well, that's I mean, that's the, the soundbite everyone needed to hear. 
Yes, that's what I was just starting to say. There was, that was shown on television sometimes. I was saying not enough. But, you know, they pretend to be, to be in love with her and to think she's great when in 2008 she was, they were saying all kinds of horrible things um, against her. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's really, and do they really think, do they, do they really take that back? Does Michelle Obama really like her? Not at all, but yes, as you were saying, of course, they want to just continue his reign um, because of the backers who backed him. It's really, um, but I, you know, I think that, I mean, it would be interesting, that's an interesting possibility that um, Obama will try to figure out a way to pardon her, but if not, if there isn't a way, or until there's a way, I think that the Republicans are uh, going to jump on this and, and not accept uh, the results if Hillary wins and try to question, first of all, question the, whether there's election fraud, all these things we've been talking about, about illegal aliens and about, um, you know, uh, being brought into the country and, and being allowed to vote. And yes, that you're a citizen if you vote. I mean, it's supposed to be the other way around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, so I think, I don't think that they're going to take this lying down. I think they are going to question all of these things. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if for a while, um, you know, just like we had the hanging chads, I think that there might be a period of time, I, I have no idea how long, but some period of time where, where there isn't a clear winner, where the winning is in dispute. And, um, and while the Republicans try to, um, to see whether there was any hacking and, and what was going on, I mean, here's the thing, you know, they, they stopped Julian Assange from sending out his uh, WikiLeaks about Hillary, you know, right when he was in the middle of sending out good stuff, well, bad stuff about Hillary, all of a sudden, um, they, his, his communication goes dead. Now, really, it can't, you can't hack into an election if they were able to stop him. I mean, granted, he seems to have, they, they had a plan B and so on, but still, you know, so there are going to be a lot of things to investigate if Hillary wins. Um, and uh, how far that's going to go, what's going to happen with that. I mean, the country, one thing I can say is that, um, you know, there's certainly going to be a lot of stress with all this uncertainty. The country is going to be under a lot of stress, which, of course, is going to be making us more vulnerable to terrorist attacks while everyone's, you know, wondering about who's running the store. Um, it, it, it does make us more vulnerable. Well, why don't we talk about um, the possibility that's still there of um, Trump winning. And um, I, I allow myself to think about that for a few minutes. And, and also, everybody, you know, all of you who are listening to this show who are tr- Trump supporters, you need to, um, well, I guess <laughs> if you're a Hillary supporter, you can use this for Hillary too, I guess. But, you know, the whole thing with the, with the secret and ask, believe, receive, um, you have to put that out into the universe. Whatever it is that you want to happen, whoever it is that you want to win, you have to concentrate on that happening, and you can, you know, cause the universe to make it happen if enough of us um, do that. So, thinking about Trump winning, I mean, I would be so... uh, uh, so thrilled, but you know he really would show. I mean, that's the thing. He really would show even more of what he's made of. He's already shown it when he's had to um, battle all these people. That it seems like everybody in the world is against him. And um, but I think once he didn't have to fight with all that, and he could just get to the business of making the economy strong, 
um, building a wall or however he, you know, um, whatever things he does first to make the boundaries more secure, the borders more secure, um, and all the things that he's been talking about doing, gathering a cabinet of, of people who are really knowledgeable about all these things. Yes, Hillary has more experience, but as he was saying, you know, with all her experience, she hasn't gotten any of these things done that she supposedly wants to do. So, so I think it would be, you know, people would really see um, that, that this was the better choice. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I was always surprised when people said, oh, Hillary watched her husband be president as if that gives her any further experience than anyone else. Observation does not experience make. If that was the case, you know, someone could watch videotapes of brain surgery and then, and then go do brain surgery because they observed it. That, that whole argument is, is ridiculous. But, um, no, if, if, if Trump wins, I mean, you know, the, the, the Democrats will come out in full force to, uh, Try to. They wanted to talk about Republicans blocking Obama. They'll, they'll attempt to block every single thing, every single thing possible. You know, mm-hmm. even though uh, you know m- many of them have been friendly with Trump through the years, um, they'll they'll still you know band together and try to block every single thing um, possible that that he attempts to do. I don't know if if, if Trump has any hope of winning. He better he better hope that the people who turned out for his rallies actually go out to vote because his ground game had nothing on Hillary Clinton's ground game. You know, there was no massive amounts of, of doorbelling and, and, uh, and flyers, commercials. I, I, they, were t- he, they lost a lot of time. I, when I watched the Olympics, I saw ad after ad after ad against Trump about Hillary, and I kept saying, okay, where's Trump's ad? He wasn't huh. running them yet. Hmm. So I'm, I'm afraid he, he might have started too late to try to do these things. But um, we shall see what polls, the first polls close at 4 o'clock out, uh, mountain, uh, mountain time, I think. First close, no, maybe, it must be Pacific time. First close polls, which would be about 8 o'clock Eastern. And then well, we'll no, I don't think the polls start rolling at, in. And, no, no, they don't, cl- they close at 7, I'm pretty sure, in California. I don't really know. I don't want to give out the wrong information. No, the, 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 the first polls in, um, in, in, in the eastern part of the United States will be getting, while people are still voting in Arizona and Washington oh, yes. and California, people on the, in the east, on the east coast you know, will be done. Yes, and so yes. we'll see um, you know, those results you know, coming in, what's going to happen in Ohio. You know, they, the Democrats have been working Ohio hard with... Uh, I think it was Ohio that they did the Beyonce Jay Z concert because, uh, despite the LeBron James endorsement, she was lagging behind Trump by four or five points. And then LeBron James was out uh, with her uh, in Ohio as well over the last couple of days. They've been working in, in Philadelphia hard because things weren't looking as great for her in Pennsylvania, which is why they brought out. I get sick and tired of these celebrities of these musicians. I wanted to go see Bon Jovi. I know that John Bon Jovi is a leftist. I was going to look beyond that, but the second you start campaigning with Hillary Clinton as if she's God's gift to the earth, I'm just like, no, I, I, I can't. I can't spend my money on, on watching you sing um, if well, you're supporting her. But they brought out all the big guns. Yes, um, yes. For well, you know, free also, concerts, which I don't see how, how they're legal. <laughs> and, and, um, 
you know, and, and some of the things that these rappers were saying, the words that they were using and all that, I mean, you know, Hillary is supposed to be against all of that. I mean, she, she was trying to put Donald in the, um, you know, saying that his speech was horrible and all that. I mean, how she had the nerve to, you know, obviously they were feeling kind of desperate that they wanted to attract people to their rallies. I mean, that was part of it. But they weren't getting enough people to come to their rallies. Right. Yeah, well, you know, Hillary Clinton is, uh, there's two sets of rules. She'll say one thing and do another and never get called on it by most of the people, uh, most of her friends in the media. They just, they, they'll, or they'll make some kind of excuse for why there's this discrepancy in what she says and what she actually does. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, I want to give some advice for people for tonight, for election night. Um, first of all, you should not be alone because if your candidate doesn't win or even if they do win, you know, the stress <laughs> and all that is too much. Um, and you should, you should spend the night watching with people who are on the same side as you so you don't get into any horrible arguments or break, you know, ruin relationships um, that are already, so many relationships have been ruined with family and friends and coworkers and all that. And, um, and that way, if you're with people who are on the same side as you, they can cry with you or laugh with you and, and uh, cheer with you, uh, depending upon what happens. And then you can eat some comfort food. I recommend eating comfort food. Don't binge on it. But things that comforted you as a child, like for me, it's chocolate and chocolate ice cream and chocolate sundaes and lobster. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to be having, I don't know if it's going to be lobster tonight, but at least it's chocolate, <laughs> chocolate. And, um... And um, then, of course, of course, alcohol. Um, uh, if you're drinking, drink in moderation. Don't drink and drive. Like, you know, this kind of obvious, although there's going to be a lot of temptation, especially if your candidate loses, or either way, actually, you might celebrate too much. Um, and then if you have to work the next day, which most of us have to do, don't stay up all night, even if this is a cliffhanger, which it might well be. It might not even be done tomorrow. You could turn on, mm-hmm. you go to sleep and turn on the television tomorrow morning and, and you can still, you know, hear the results coming in. And then um, I suggest that you, while you're watching um, election results, click back and forth to something that will make you laugh, like a stand-up comic or funny movies, or something. Don't just sit there glued to the television set um, and, and uh, you know, watching every second of what happens. But calm yourself. You know, laughter is good medicine, and, um, and you need some of that. I want to thank my guest, Jennifer Burke. She's the editor-in-chief of Politistic, which is politistic.com, P-O-L-I-T-I, uh, stick, S-T-I-C-K.com. And thank you all for listening. I don't have to tell you what I want you to do now if you haven't voted. But whatever happens, let's, <laughs> I hope we'll still be friends, and I hope you'll keep listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I thank you for that. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.